pilot episode of not coming soon where we share with you the fabled movies of tomorrow in other words we pitch movies that we come up with that will not be made but nonetheless make us happy we can't stress enough how this won't be made not it is 100 percent not coming soon Un- unless you love it and know people we're open to talks. As you can see, we're very polished and professional. Ryan has uh, taken a big old swig of a glass uh, ice water. <laughs> uh, also, my computer is standing on the top of my dresser, and I'm standing here. <laughs> so we have a very professional setup and feel, I think, which is really what we wanted. To, that was the intention. Well, now I'm self-conscious. I don't want to take the sip of my water anymore. Hey, stay hydrated. We can you do guys we cut hydrated. it in post. That's a good point. And otherwise, how would I be able to plug my awesome Jurassic World coaster carved out of the mountains, the volcano of Isla Nublar? That our mini listener can see. Oh, I want to. Jeffrey gave them to me as a gift. So speaking of Jeffrey, um, my name is Jeffrey Myers. (laughs) And, And my name is Ryan Myers. Jeffrey does make a great point that we were intending to introduce ourselves, but kind of got lost there. I think you're going to find that it's going to happen quite a bit on this show. Not a lot of attention to detail, except for when it comes to our plots, though. We are going to be meticulous in our writing style. And speaking of our plots, do you want to explain what you mean by that? Every two weeks or so, one of us is going to bring to the other host an idea for a movie. And we're going to have a five-minute spiel of what that movie will entail without getting too incredibly deep or complex we will announce it to the other host and work with them to develop it come up with ideas endings scenes we think will go well with it and then we're going to cast it uh we're going to cast the not coming soon movies that's exactly what we're going to do and we're we're just going to have a grand old time doing it Um, before we get into it though what have you been watching? Last night, I watched Matchstick Men, and oh, I yeah. loved Matchstick Men. I dare say that's Nicholas Cage, Nicholas's Cage's, Nicholas Cage's best acting performance, mayhaps. I, I don't know. What do you feel? How do you feel about that one? Is it a hot there's, take, cold take? There's such a there's such a range of performances to choose from. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Pig? <laughs> oh God, what is it? You've got to see Pig, man. It's so good. It's amazing, honestly. I saw it in the theater. Oh, cool. <laughs> but it is a beautiful tale. People keep ah. saying it's like John Wick, but it's not like John Wick. It's like the, the, not a... The, if you just look at it at the face of it, it's like somebody steals Nicolas Cage's truffle pig, and he goes out in search of his truffle pig. And I guess you could say it's like a revenge movie, but it's not. It's a beautiful uh, tale about... It's about love. Yeah, it is. It's about love. It's about food. It's about passion. About food. Is he a chef of sorts? You've just got to watch and okay, yeah, find I'll, out for yourself. I will but do that. that is an incredible Nicolas Cage performance. <laughs> also, what's his his Oscar? Is that um, Leaving Las Vegas? It is, okay. yeah. You watched that recently, didn't you? I did. Yeah, it's... it's what, um, what were your thoughts on Leaving Las Vegas? Well, I mean, 
if you watch Leaving Las Vegas and take into consideration that they gave him an Oscar for that performance, I don't think that we can fault him for any of the character choices that he makes for the rest of his career. Well, it's or you, you could you could say it like that, where that inspired his future film performances. Or what you could say is that he has always been that way, but people thought it was an act for Leaving Las Vegas, the most convincing act you've ever seen. I wasn't necessarily speaking to him as specifically for that, but I was just like, that movie was, the movie's out there. It is. It is. Yeah, so what, what about you? What you? What are you up to recently? I watched a good amount of movies this weekend, actually. I'm just going to give a little rapid hey, fire of, hey. of what we watched. What better um, way to spend your Labor Day weekend? Yeah. We watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. Les Mis. Oh. And uh, we watched last night All the President's Men. That's How's cool. that? It was riveting. It was great. I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen that. No, it's great. There's some really interesting shots, just like camera angles and uh, exposures that they do. Interesting, like 100% fisheye lens and uh, no sudden moves. <laughs> Uh, not quite. I actually listened to an interview with Steven Soderbergh about that, and he was just... Didn't realize the cap was on, so... No, he said he looked for the right lens specifically to kind of take people out of the experience, so kind of making people kind of feel mm. a little... Not uncomfortable with it, but removed. Mm. The only thing was, it's just that that was a bit tough to watch for... Like, that's a long movie. It was over, over two hours. Not like exceedingly long look at it something through the fisheye lens it's a little jarring it's yeah. a little jarring after so much time a little too wide for me so do you okay. have a, a movie to go through today i do i do i do i do there's this narcissist living on a penthouse in san francisco right what you know he basically gets to go through life everything everything goes right for him he never really has to actively work for anything oh to the point of some something's amiss it, it, it's too coincidental it's it, the People are putting too much emphasis on him. People he doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily interact with a ton or n- know specifically, know intimate details of his successes. And his job is basically just a good talker. Okay. He makes deals. It's never super sure what these deals are. He's just, he convinces these people to join. Not not like cultish join, but like mergers acquisition type thing. Okay. So anyway, he kind of, one day he's thinking somewhat critically. He doesn't usually because he just accepts all this even though to the average humans it's not normal so the day starts with him knowing that he has to go to a meeting but he sleeps in because he's like they can wait for me i'm all that matters anyway he gets there and as he's going he's outside the conference room and it's that opaque translucent glass where you can see the silhouettes on the other side right and so he's like i wonder what they're saying maybe it's about me so he stands outside and is like watching, kind of has his ear to the glass and nothing's happening. It's totally silent. Nobody's moving. And he's like, that's kind of odd. He does it a little bit longer and no- nothing. Nobody, so many people even seem to be like mid motion. Hmm. Finally, he opens the door, kind of brushes it off, doesn't really care. He gets inside. He makes this big pitch to uh, have the other company join the lifestyle of their company. Just like this is a status symbol being in business with us. No real specifics. No mm-hmm terms no numbers and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden this company that was on the fence is like let's do it after that meeting he walks out he's like i'm gonna go to the break room i'm not just gonna go back home i'm gonna see what's going on over there Mm -hmm. and he flings the door open and there's a very there's a slight but very noticeable pause 
of everybody of everything that's going on in this break room like like a glitch it kind of seems he notices that it's starting to get to him a little bit but it still hasn't really cracked his like i'm superior this is just it hasn't it hasn't cracked right. his cool exterior right so he thinks about it for a second kind of brushes it off and he's like uh I'm, i'll just leave so he starts to leave and then he's like you know i'm gonna go out the back way i usually go out the front but I, i'll try the back way this time so he gets to the point he's like kind of back part of the building and the details on the walls and paintings and stuff start to blur it's kind of like almost like pointillism or okay. just like uh pixelated really uh and so he's trying to leave he goes that way and it's getting grayer and grayer and then he turns into this room where it's like a focus group like a testing thing so there's a this room a two-way mirror and then a test going on inside right. he opens the door and he can see through the two-way mirror that people are like dead still and the people on the inside are like very shocked to see him there and so they like try to start covering up cover up the the mirror so he can't see what's behind it and then they start talking to talk to him about the deal he just made upstairs which is like how would they have heard about it it just happened so this kind of is getting to him so he starts freaking out starts trying to run back run out he goes back down the uh, the hallway that has the details messed up and they so he ends up going out the front door and heads back to his apartment and on the way back he it's also a thing it's a crowded street but he no one bumps into him they're bumping to everybody else but he's kind of got this like it's just like this bubble around him that people don't penetrate. And so he lets this, even that weird stuff from the building, he kind of just brushes it off again. He goes back to his like normal state, gets into his lobby and the elevator's broken. And he lives like up on the penthouse floor. So right. he's like, no, thank you. So he walks over to the uh, reception area and they're like, they're just replacing the cables. There's only one cable connected and the, uh, there's like usually six. They explain that in an elevator, which is true. Uh, each cable has the strength to hold up the elevator, but there's six of them just for like safety purposes. Like obviously you want to have that extra support. So this like, level of detail is uh, phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> but I'm even, I'm leaving some stuff out. Um, so they're like, he's like, okay, can I just use the elevator? Just me. So there's no, there's hardly any weight. It has enough because you said the cable has an, uh, enough strength on it. She's like, seems apprehensive to let him do this. And he's like, call the manager of the building. I want to be in this elevator. And meanwhile, there's a janitor who's like forcing his cart into the elevator shaft, uh, into the stairwell. This guy's having to do this, but okay. this guy's not. Long story short, they let him use the elevator. It gets near the top. It stops on his floor and the cable snaps. He starts plummeting back and is... Um, thinking about the day how everything seems to work out for him how it's it literally seems like the world is revolving around him specifically like in this specific situation with the cable snapping and his death imminent like perhaps there's consequences to taking advantage of that kind of thing it crashes we cut to like an analyst and a doctor in a room like Anna talking about the situation like that just happened with this guy and so the guy's like telling him he's like can you finish um rendering that back hallway because that wasn't supposed to the, the like pixelated hallway right without being too specific this doctor is like designed this experiment simulation uh-huh this guy's actually like a narcissist and this is like treatment to like overstimulate the like the pleasure they get from approval and praise mm-hmm. and all that and then there's so 
it ends with the camera panning and there's a two-way mirror and you see the guy the main guy his name's jack and he's like passed out in this simulation but then it's like kind of cheeky because he's not moving at all and there's the two-way mirror and so they say that they can't get the program to react correctly if the subject isn't looking at them and with two-way mirrors and the opaque like if he's not currently if he's not watching them actively they are in basically paused okay so then that's this last thing that he looks through the two-way mirror at his subject because he gets kind of hyped about the fact that his test worked and how genius of a scientist he is with the guy not moving in the other room it could be passed out could it be that he's in the simulation himself not being able to perceive like the guy that's laying down because he's not moving looking right. through the two-way mirror right thoughts Oh, that's the end. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. That's the end. Okay, no, okay. So I, I, I see. Let me, let me, let me give this a, a little thought. So, so let me, let me do a little bit of a, a higher level look. So yeah. you have, you have a, a world renowned. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You have, you have that, and he is. Details are purposefully vague, in. Kind of like see you at the big game, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind um, of like dream, like a dream sequence type. Yeah, dream, dream, dream sequence, and it ultimately ends up ends up being that that way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so we have that. I really like this idea in overall concept. I think that uh, we don't have to go into as as depth as as we did in this in this retelling. But uh, I was getting nervous. <laughs> No, I like the I like the story. Um, so you have somebody who is ultimately being treated for narcissism. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they I mean, plug. Yeah, that's what I have. It doesn't have to be that way. No, no, no. I I'm in. I'm into it. So you. So this this doctor plugs people in like the Matrix. Yeah. Where okay, so they they're plugged in like the Matrix, and they are put into a simulation where they. Where like the world literally evolves, revolves yes, around the them. World like if they're not looking, yeah. nothing's going on outside of their um, cognition. Out of right. what if they're looking at. And then and then eventually, at the the end of the simulation, they die due to a, something that they they take or some action they take because they are trying to get their way, and are used yeah, to getting exactly. their way. Okay. Yes, that's exactly yes. That's what I was gonna say. It doesn't have to be the that elevator specifically, but that's that's right. the idea. Okay. Like they've never experienced consequences to their actions, but they do here. Right. And when they die in the simulation, they wake up and they are then greeted by this doctor who he he's not awake yet. He's still like he. It's just kind of blackness for him at this point. After that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he, he, it's not like he wakes up and sees these guys. He is in this room by himself with just a bed and the what, whatever cords and cables are keeping him in the simulation. And then on the other side, in a different room, is the server for the simulation with the computer analyst and the doctor himself. Okay. And they're talking about what just transpired. Okay. And, and you're saying 75 80% of the way through the movie is the elevator death or like 90% and then there's just like a very 
very small period of time where you're dealing with this doctor. I would say, yeah, I would say 90-10 probably. It's kind of just like a... Okay. Yeah, that last bit is really short. Okay, I see. Um, okay. Well, what I do like, I like the overall concept for sure. Uh, I think that the it plays with a lot of different um, pieces of from a lot of different sources I feel like I feel like there's a lot of like different things baked into it that could keep people guessing I think what could be interesting is if yes, you me. intersperse scenes with the doctor throughout this uh, whole thing I like that yes where you're not sure but it's not it's never revealed until the very end that his procedure is taking place with yes. the with well, the, with Jack. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You you know they're up to something, but you have no way to connect Jack with these people or even know that they're not actually in the same plane right now. Right. So you so you integrate more uh of the doctor's story through the Yes. Well, especially because without that it's it's really just a linear telling of events right that and it's it's kind yeah. of like a a tale of two narcissists one is is test or trying to treat the other one without realizing that he himself has the right. this is suffering from the same issues that he is he's treating yeah but the ending with this new kind of back and forth structure that we've got going on. I mm, think that we mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. that same same kind of inception type ending where you don't know if the uh, top is going to fall or not. Yes, that's that That was probably my favorite part was just, it, it's not guaranteed right. that he's in a simulation, but right. it's like, is he? Yeah. You know? At the very least, it causes you to reflect back on that doctor. Yeah. So do you want to talk about kind of in inspirations? I think that we have talked a little bit about what mm-hmm. you, we could pull from. Yeah. I was picturing with kind of a black mirror and the like technological social commentary type thing. Yeah. With also the confusion of the game with Michael Douglas. Yeah. Um, San Francisco. So that's what, hey, exactly. So you're, you're also, you're like, you're kind of feeling for this guy, but you're like, not just because of the way he's like treating the rest of the right people those were my big big two when i was as i was writing it trying to picture it in my head yeah yeah and you've got a little bit of of like truman show and uh, yeah yeah specifically from from black mirror it's it's got that ending with like the uh white christmas episode where you realize this guy is just in the simulation and they put him in there for years trying to just get information out of him when it's not even he yes he's giving up the information but it's his simulation it's not even yeah the guy that's in the cell that's going to suffer for it Hmm. so yeah that was inspiration i like it did you have any people in mind when you were uh i did not actually and i was actually today trying to come up with something and like literally nothing nothing was coming to mind other than Michael Douglas in the main role, but then right. be like Michael Douglas from the '90s, or yeah, exactly. That's the issue. Um, okay, so so you're trying to kind of think of someone who's in their like mid to late '40s, '50s maybe, or younger. I was actually thinking younger. I was thinking okay. maybe early '30s. 
early 30s okay yeah like young young okay um again they have to look that way the actor doesn't have to actually be of course yeah yeah um a name that popped into my head was shia labeouf okay yeah because i given his his struggle with um, general uh social anything anything yeah (laughs) that but that was an uh, that could have just been that was the only name that came into my head uh, yeah, uh, he's a little bit from roles that I guess I have seen him in. He's a little bit more manic than I think. Yeah, would this fit guy's here. calm and content in his situation. Yeah, so maybe someone like a John Ham, but so like white. This goes back to the White Christmas again. But yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, maybe younger at this point. Um, well, jo- John Ham is in. Uh, isn't he? He's in. I feel like he plays a role in a TV show. Where he sucks at everything, but because he's so good looking. Oh that... yeah, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So maybe we go John Hamm. <laughs> Honestly, I think John Hamm works in in think... that role. Maybe maybe the because you're tr- kind of trying to find two narcissistic people. But you know what? Who's the hero of this movie? There's like it feels like there's no redeeming. There really isn't. It doesn't seem that way. Oh, at least in what I have. Uh... Right. The only character you like actually don't hate is probably the computer analyst who's like he calls the doctor in some of his stuff, but they like to a minimal degree. He he has very small role. I mean, it almost could be the main guy because he has that realization as he's falling about how much it would suck to genuinely be the center of the universe because that's the conclusion he comes to where he puts together that people aren't moving when I'm when they don't know I can see them. Uh, and why they let me go on this so it's almost like he's redeemed in that end but then you're not even sure because he's asleep uh, he is on the table and right you don't even know what's fully going on so how could who could we add in where the doctor's part or jack's part to jack's part's kind of hard because there's it's it's a simulation exactly That's so they're just yeah. fake um, and if you have the ending abrupt like that that inception type ending it doesn't really leave room for anyone to come in i think yeah i think you expand the role i think we've done a good job of expanding the doctor's story through the through the whole story i think you need to introduce a character there uh, that Mm. is more of a positive influence or kind of moves people in Hmm. You need, you need like a Conrad character from the game, and it. it... Yeah. Well, I think what's gonna have to happen is we're gonna have to change that ending, because you know it, it, it's it's like the game, but if the game ended when he shot Conrad, <laughs> that's pretty so much you, what this is. Okay. Oh, so no, you... no, no, no. It's the game, but he ends when he jumps down, and there there's no inflatable thing. That's what this is. Yeah. It, it really doesn't have any sort of redeeming but not only is there nothing redeeming it there's 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 no good force there's no side that you're rooting for there's no there's no character that's really in this for good okay well i think so i think that's gonna yeah i think that's gonna have us yeah some rewrites maybe that'll do it for us uh yeah like we said we cannot stress to you enough how much these are not coming soon not coming soon so summary we've got the story of two narcissists with no redeeming <laughs> quality to either character. One of them is going through a simulation. The other is c- 
creating the simulation and is potentially in a simulation That's himself. A, yeah. We've yeah. casted John Hamm in one of the roles. <laughs> didn't we were too busy on the story, the plot holes that we didn't get to anybody else. And let's just throw Michael Douglas in the other role. <laughs> Michael Douglas is the doctor. How about that? Michael Douglas is the doctor treating John Hamm. <laughs> Love it. Hey, (laughs) failure is part of success. 100%. How many first drafts go anywhere, you know? Exactly. I dare say none. (laughs) I think that brings us... (laughs) Yeah, I think that brings us to the next uh, portion of our our show today. Uh, Do you want to... Well, I I guess I can talk about uh, what we're going to do. So Mm -hmm. after every... After every uh, movie that we throw around, we're going to play a little game similar to Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh, where... The real world example that people will actually understand. Yeah, exactly. To where we actually got this. Where we have to present two actors and try to connect them through their movies and co-stars. Yep, yep. So it is the non-pitcher's responsibility to mm. present a pair of actors to the uh, to try to stump the pitcher. Yes. All right. So today I have Natalie Portman and Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. I've got it in two moves. You got it in two moves. Yeah. Okay. I was I was getting ready for the long con. I want to do it a certain way, and I'm not going to let myself venture from that, which is probably stupid. Can oh. I ask what, what way you want to do it? I want to get to Stanley Tucci in burlesque with Cher, and Cher is in Moonstruck with Nick Cage. That's what I want, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to go from Nick Cage to... Okay, let's see. Nick Cage. Nick Cage, Nick Cage, Nick Cage. Um... Let me see if I can figure out what movie you used, Natalie Portman. Uh, did you start with Did you start with an MCU movie? Nope. Uh, on the Tucci side, yes. On the Tucci side. Did you start with V for Vendetta? You did? Mm-hmm. Uh, to um, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hugo Weaving. To get to the MCU. To, to um, First Avenger. Yeah. Uh, so first Avenger, and you got to Stanley Tucci from the first Avenger. Is he literally in? No, is he in the first Avenger? Yes. Yes. Who is he in the first Avenger? He's the Doctor. Oh my gosh, that's right. Shoot, that was a good one. Yeah. I, yeah. My my route was definitely worse. Yeah. And I was like, who else is in V for Vendetta? I couldn't think of anybody else. Me neither. Oh, oh, isn't Stephen Fry? Stephen Fry's in that. Yes. Yeah, Stephen Fry's is. also in A Fish Called Wanda with Kevin Klein and John Cleese. That for helps like you. For two seconds. Yeah. Kevin Klein gets you to... Uh... Exactly. I can only think of Haley Joel Osment. It's not Haley Joel Osment. It's um, Edward James Almost. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Hey, it gets you to Edward James almost. Which gets you to... We don't have to keep doing this. Okay, so I, th- I think that's going to to do it for us today. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for joining on our inaugural journey into not coming soon. Oof. Yes. Or if we've made it big and you're coming to see our humble origins, welcome. Yeah, you probably needed to skip this one. That's okay. <laughs> no, hey, never forget where you came from. This was yeah, important. you should never forget about it, but it doesn't have to live forever. <laughs> That's it. It's kind of mutually exclusive. All right. Don't well, I, I think that's going to do it for us today. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's sign out. Until next time. I've been Ryan. I've been Jeffrey. You know what? I'm going to go by Jeff. I'm going to go by Jeff on this pod. Yeah, go by Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to go by Jeff. Do it. That's what I'm going to put on my SAG card. On your what? My SAG card. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Street. Wow. Hey, one day.